0: Welcome back to Digesting Dark, where we are tackling the Netflix series Dark one episode at a time. For this episode, we rewatched Episode 3, Past and Present, of Dark Season 1. Of course, this podcast, we go into each episode of Dark one by one, watching them and discussing them from the full perspective of seeing all of Season 1 and 2. Then, once Season 3 drops in June of 2020, June 27th, 2020, We will start watching Season 3 all fresh and discussing each of those episodes one at a time as well. So this is just our chance to catch up on the first two seasons of Dark, really do some deep dive analysis into them, and see what we find knowing where the series is going out of the first two seasons. My name is Zach Brooks, and I am joined today by the... Oh, what should we say? say, I usually say Mickle to my Magnus, but uh, the Mads to my Ulrich, (laughs) Aaron Brooks. Hey,
1: how's it going? Glad to be here in the present, or when you guys are watching us in the past, since this will have already. Oh, that's happened. true. This is yeah.
0: We didn't record this 30 years ago, though. So. Yeah, that's
1: how. Yeah, I guess that is how recordings work, though. But yeah, they are. Glad they to are be time, here. They
0: are time machines.
1: Yeah, glad to be here. Um, this is my favorite episode so far.
0: Um, oh yeah, this is the one. This is the one that, on the first watch, got me hooked. I'm assuming this is the one that gets most. If you did like a poll of people yeah. who watch Dark, like. Each episode, it'd be kind of cool if Netflix did this, each episode you say how into the show you are, like not what you rate it, but just how into the show you are. I would imagine this is definitely the highest marks, uh, probably, you know, at least the first half of the season. So
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I would say maybe the entire season, if I'm being honest, it's just it's the first time you're introduced to the 80s and. Seeing the 80s from the German perspective is so fascinating because it's almost the same as like... I was going
0: to say, it doesn't seem that different. <laughs>
1: it's almost the same, but it's like just slightly, I don't know. It's just like slightly different, but it is amazing how similar it is. And if I just,
0: yeah. I think it's, its I would say it is more influenced by Chernobyl than we were in America. At least, I mean, you weren't alive at this yeah. year, but I was, I was a small little baby and... Uh, I don't remember anything Chernobyl related going on in America, for, but it seems like Chernobyl has a big impact, especially on Winden, which is also a nuclear power um city. Yeah, true. So but yes, yeah, so we are you and I are side by side recording this. And uh just like the side by side characters at the end of the episode. Oh man. Now I have some, come up with some theories about myself. Right, <laughs> you're you're looking at a uh, past version. Although we don't see we don't see every character side by side at the end of this episode. We don't see future Claudia because that's going to be a reveal later on. Yeah. Um, we also don't see Michael as Michael because uh, which apparently uh, apparently that is a uh, that was not revealed in this episode. For some reason, I thought we did get that reveal in this, but, but you know we're starting to hint around it. Obviously, yeah. he meets NS, who's going to be his adopted mother, but um. All right, so like we like to do, we will go through each of these as the different families. It provides a good, uh, a good format for us to break down what happens as best we can, keeping it within the families. But they do start interacting, so it makes it a little bit harder. Um, so I guess we'll start with the Nielsens, because this is really big Nielsen episode between uh, Mikkel and Ulrich and, and their whole Nielsen family some point, I guess we'll have to start putting Mikkel into the Conwald uh, yeah. timeline, or the Conwald, the uh, bloodline, I guess is what I was looking for. So uh, Mikkel it has exited the cave. He's walking around much like, brought him up a lot, much like Marty McFly. He's in the past. And he goes to his, he goes to his house. We actually am open with a, uh, a commercial for the candy bar that Mads liked, that Janice's Mads liked. Um, I don't remember. Was it Rebellion Bar? Is that the name of the of the candy bar that we see? Do you remember? It's called
1: Raider. It's a Raider candy bar. Um, I haven't looked up if this is a real one or real candy bar or not. But I do think it really, It. I think it's strange how it opens on. First of all, I think it's an overshot of the woods like most of the episodes. But then the first <laughs> shot we see is that television in that room. Mm-hmm. It's a candy bar commercial. Nice. Well, the
0: television in the room is the – it's uh, Jana's living room that we see the television, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, that one is, yeah. Yep, you're I mean, right. we, do see
0: the, we do see the television of the room with yeah. Eric as yeah. well, but this one we see, we see Jana because she's laying on the couch, yeah. clearly like still upset about uh, Mads' disappearance, which we said in the last episode that it must be the, you know, the, the 33-year anniversary of Mads' disappearing. We we're actually wrong about that because they say uh, Mads has been missing for four weeks now. Oh, so I think it's the 33 year anniversary of when they send when um, Helge and Noah send Mads when Mads time travels because Mads ends up outside the caves. But I don't think that um, I think they must have had Mads like doing tests on him under captivity for four weeks before they actually sent him to the past or to the future. Gotcha. So we'll find out more of that. I think later on in the season when we get a little bit more about Mads and where they're sending him. So Jana oh. sees Mikel walk in
1: to what he thinks is his house, and then Jana- which I guess the the
0: houses don't change among families. They just keep the they just pass it on from parents to kids. Which
1: again, another weird another weird thing with this town. Not only do they not change, but it doesn't seem like they like the appearances of them really change either.
0: Yeah, like, barely.
1: I think house back home looks a little different thirty years ago than it did today, but. I guess, I mean, I guess not. And then Jana keeps asking, uh, when is he coming back?
0: Yes. I think uh, it's just a
1: weird question to ask, not where he is. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm looking too far into that. Basically. Yeah, if
0: I, I didn't, that didn't strike me as weird. I mean, maybe. Um, but, you know, one thing that is interesting is, I, didn't, I never even thought about it, but like how is, how is Mikko just able to enter the house so easily? They do say later on in the episode that they don't lock the front door. Because when Mads disappeared, he didn't have his key with him. So they want to leave the door unlocked it just as like a, a, a sign of hope um, that, that someday Mads will come back and we'll be, you know, they, there won't be any hurdle to him getting back to the house because they'll have the door unlocked. Um, and that also is what allows Egon to get into the house later when he mm-hmm. confronts Magnus. Or when he confronts uh, Ulrich, I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so Yeah, she so asked when he's coming back. Uh, Janna also asks Mikkel, who are you? Which I thought is a very pointed question. Yep. So, of course, we know that he is Michael. He will be uh, Jonas's father. But the audience watching for the first time is like, "Yeah, who are you? You're just a kid in a skeleton outfit." So, mm-hmm. yeah, and you were right. He did disappear in a red jacket. Yep. So.
1: And he's, and I just, I do think that um, him disappearing in the skeleton hoodie, I, I just do think that's symbolic. That like maybe once he traveled back through time, he was already dead. Like mm. if, once, like, once you do that, it almost eliminates yourself from the world, maybe in a way. I don't know.
0: Well, because traveling back in time sets him on the path to be Michael to end up killing himself uh, right. 30 years in the future. Although, if he didn't travel back in time, then Jonas would be wearing those skeletons because Jonas would not be alive. So,
1: so really, Jonas isn't supposed to exist because he's a child of Michael and...
0: And you can actually say that about a a lot of characters on the show. That's the problem with a paradox. Um, And, you know, I I was first introduced to paradoxes with Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part 2 specifically, where, um, you know, well, I guess Back to the Future 1, where if, if Marty didn't go back, you know, Marty goes back, impacts his parents meeting each other and having him, but how could Marty go back and stop his parents from having him? if they never have marty, it ends up becoming that big cycle and you know what dark does differently than a lot of other time travel properties they just lean into the fact like yes there are a lot of paradoxes and that's just the way it is
1: it may be part of how this all gets a little bit wrapped up is maybe if you remove one person from the world the entire world is almost removed because it wasn't supposed to it's it's just
0: Yes, uh, and I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that's the, when Adam convinces Jonas to go back and stop – I, I can't remember if he convinces him to go back and stop Michael from killing himself or go back and convince Michael to kill himself. But mm-hmm. then in the second season, we do see that episode where Jonas goes back to the day before Michael kills himself and he spends time with his father. Um, and I just can't remember exactly how that played out, so that will be interesting to watch when we get there. Yeah. So um, – all right, so after that first scene then, uh Mikkel goes to the school. I did notice that the school is much less yellow this time um than than it was in the in the 2019 timeline. It's very bright yellow. The oh, the it's accents on less the
1: less ra- radioactive environment. Oh, that like could be why. a huge sign of radioactivity with this show.
0: Well, yellow yeah. is a sign of radioactivity? Yep, bright yeah, bright yellow
1: yeah barrels all the signs on the doors that are like warning of radioactivity always have yellow and black Mm -hmm. Uh, jonas is a huge reason for why everything kind of happens and that's why he
0: wears the yellow
1: yeah he's the bringer of the of the centrifuge of the radiation i'm not a nuclear physicist expert by any means right
0: I do think, um, because I watched this first season, and then I watched Chernobyl after this, um, which if you've never watched Chernobyl, this is probably not the time to watch Chernobyl. This is probably the the worst time in the world to watch Chernobyl, unless uh, you like watching things that are terrifying. But um, I learned a lot more about nuclear energy and nuclear power plants and what happened at Chernobyl and the failures at Chernobyl from watching that HBO series. And I watched that between seasons one and two of the show. Yeah, so I think, Yep, so did I. So, um, yeah, so Mikel is at school. You know, we were getting flashes to my favorite movie, basically, because it's Mikkel going to school and interacting with his parents. Um, And when he walks in, there are pictures of Mads on the door, much like there are pictures of Eric on the door, much like there will be pictures of Mikkel on the door uh, all around the city. So, yep. um, And he confronts his mom. He does not realize it's his mom. Mikkel still at this point. Doesn't I, I guess if I was in his position I wouldn't really know what to think, but he did see a newspaper that said nineteen eighty six, and his father, he saw a young version of his father and his mother. But
1: I don't I don't know what you would think in that situation.
0: Yeah, I think I, think that, I would probably just think I'm dreaming. I think that's yeah. the only way I would be able to rationalize this. I mean,
1: it, what is Mi- what is Mikkel like eleven?
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to say twelve, but um, I'm not sure what. I, I,
1: I would maybe still believe I could time travel, so maybe I would maybe buy onto it quicker. I don't know. Though so I think I think I would immediately run to any parent I could find and tell them. No, I don't
0: right. think. I do. Well, that's and that's what it. he's trying to do. So he's trying to find his. He goes to the school and he asks where the principal is, and oh, right. and Katerina, his his mom in the future, tells him um, they bring up. Uh, a different principal, and I don't think I have the name written down. The, the guy—it's
1: it's a male principal, and then she says he's not a fag. So like, yes, or, okay, fag. Like, yeah. So like, it makes it clear that it's not his mom was the principal at the time,
0: right? You know? Um, yeah. and we also get um, we have we also have Hannah there, and Han- this is the first time uh, young Hannah and Nickel meet. Of course, they will end up together and be the parents of Jonas. Um, Hannah mentions her own father just Mm -hmm. briefly, and I know we'll meet her father, but I don't think her father really has played much of a role in the show other than just like driving her around in the back. Yeah,
1: there's kind of an interesting point when they see Jonas later on and he's with Hannah when that happens, Mm. as they drive by the bus stop. That bus stop, that is a very significant bus stop. Yeah, Um, we see
0: that bus stop a lot in the show.
1: Yellow bus stop and Mm. lots of different people, um, lots of Nielsens who like to congregate with their – um with their affair, fairy there so um oh. do you have more to say about Mikel and the school
0: no I think um because, I mean I think yeah because then then he goes okay. to see Egon
1: oh, okay did you want okay yeah go ahead
0: um did you want to bring on something before that or
1: no this... no go ahead we can finish up Mikel I have yeah. some thoughts on Trante. so oh,
0: right. okay yeah um let's yeah let's when, when do we see Tronte? Um,
1: uh, it's when he's trying to interview Claudia about taking over the power plant.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get that a little bit later. Um, so before then we get, we get Egon and Mikkel. So Mikkel goes to the police station. Cause now he's looking for his father at his father's place of work, which is the police station. Um, Egon thinks that this is all a big joke that Ulrich sent Mikkel to antagonize Egon because Mads has disappeared. Um, of course, Egon. Um, I don't think it's said in this episode, but Egon is Claudia's uh, father. I guess they do interact. Do they interact in this episode? I'm trying to remember. No,
1: but he. I mean, he introduces himself as Tiedemann on the phone.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, and so we we don't know this character from the present timeline, obviously, because he dies in the 80s um, in season two. But uh, Egon is a big character. We'll see. We'll see a lot with Egon and Ulrich, both uh, young Ulrich and adult Ulrich interacting um, and we also get young Egon um, when we do end up going to the 50s and he ends up with Hannah so it's like this weird figure eight where he hates Ulrich um, but uh, the woman that Ulrich is having an affair with is the pers- is the woman that he's going to end up being with in the 50s and I'm guessing that uh, they're going to have some sort of offspring that's going to end up being important
1: if I yeah and um, I just one thing that caught my eye on Egon's desk was there was a Rubik's cube just like right in the middle of his desk? Mm. And like I don't, he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. I think like maybe that's supposed to hint towards maybe his role in this whole thing of sorting the pieces out and putting things back where they're supposed. Yeah, to Yeah, that's be. true.
0: I mean, it is like a big puzzle, and a lot of times you're you're turning and twisting a million times before you get to your answer on a Rubik's cube. So if you look at the timeline of this show as a Rubik's cube that you're you're like constantly trying to unscramble and get in the correct yeah. order
1: and the black thing that they show in season two kind of looks like a rubrics cube like being worked on like the the, the way it turns thing, yeah it's shifted at, like yeah. it's in mid-shift and Let's it's see. like really if you think about it like if jonas doesn't belong in like this world for example he's like the yellow piece in the rubrics cube in the middle of the white wall or something mm. And think about how many moves and turns and twists you have to make in order to get that yellow piece where it belongs if it's in the middle of a surrounded by a bunch
0: of things. Yeah, we, we'll have to look and see if there are other people who really don't belong in this world. I mean, I think it's a really good point that Jonas like, would not exist if Mikkel never went back. Um, but I also think you could probably say that about Charlotte given that her daughter is also her mother. Um, yeah. And so it might just be that every, it turns out that everybody in this show shouldn't exist because everybody is the product of this weird time travel incest.
1: Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Um, I, I did notice that with,
0: um, with EGOTS. Yeah, he also uh, had a he also has a Zippo lighter, which Mikkel takes. um, And I have a I have a thought on on the lighters as well as we as we get to as we get to that point towards the end of the episode. Um, I used to have a Rubik's Cube on my desk. It was a Tigers Rubik's Cube a Detroit Tigers Rubik's Cube. And I never made any progress on it. (laughs) It it no, just well, sat there. I would like Tiedemann, play with it when I was on phone calls sometimes, and it would. I
1: mean, get. what we've seen with Tiedemann through the first couple of seasons, maybe that's kind of his tragic story. Is he doesn't make any progress, and when that's all he wants to do is make progress, and he thinks he has an idea about Ulrich, and it's like, and it's just once you have an idea, like it, you're, he almost is like looking for things to confirm that idea and it's just like
0: yeah and I'm, I, I'm trying to think through because so we know that he dies the adult version you know the older version of him dies in the 80s and so maybe he does something in the 50s although he would remember it if he did something in the 50s you would think unless maybe he unwittingly uh, assists So you know maybe that's with his relationship with Hannah where he unwittingly assists with um, you know with other uh, with, with other time travelers and making things either happen or not happen and and doesn't yeah. realize, but I don't think he, I don't think he's like an all-knowing time master the way we see Claudia or Noah in this show or Adam. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I, I agree.
0: All right. Um, so then Egon takes Mikkel to the hospital, and this is where he meets Ines, who's going to be his adopted mother once he ends up staying in the eighties. Um, and he tells her he's from the future, and uh she i think she believes him she sees but she sees he's reading a a comic book that says future man so i think
1: she i think that's telling us at first that she thinks he's getting the idea from the comic and that's why kind of like doesn't respond to it oh could be yeah she's like oh he's just a boy reading a comic Mm -hmm. um the first thing that they mention about enos when they show her is she has no family
0: yes they, they do say she has no family and um and so, you know, th- they're cluing us in that, you know, she's going to, she's going to adopt him as a family And it, it, it works. I think it, it probably That's works awesome. out very well for her.
1: Yeah. Also cluing us in that she has motives to why she wouldn't, you know, why she wouldn't want to see the truth. Why mm-hmm. she wouldn't want to, why she, you know, yeah. Just yeah. Like that, yeah.
0: It. So I guess she probably doesn't, doesn't ever have it confirmed that Mikkel is Michael until she reads that letter. Um, yeah,
1: but it may have been something she kind of always knew,
0: right? Because he does say it, and it's 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 one of those things where you hear somebody say something, and it's always in the back of your mind, even if it's not. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's what what we're seeing is that the the future thing she has plausible deniability. She's like, oh, he's reading a comic book called Future Man. That must be it. But always in the back of her head, she's like, well, what is that? Like this kid just appeared out of nowhere. So, um, and staying with Mickel. So the last thing we see Mickle do, he escapes out of the. Um, out of the hospital and now he's running back to the cave. Instead of being in skeleton in a skeleton costume, he's in like a hospital garb. Um, He runs into the cave. He's led by his lighter or by Egon's lighter. And um, at the same time as Mikkel going into the cave, we see Ulrich going into the cave in the present. Um, And they are, they can start to hear each other. They're as close as they're, well, I guess they're going to be closer, but they're as close as they've been since Mikkel disappeared. Um, at the same time i mean this is taking place on that same day at the same time just 33 years apart so. yeah
1: and uh yeah mickle when he jumps out of the hospital window that's a shot straight out one flew over the cuckoo's nest when oh the yeah he's jumping on
0: him yep um,
1: so i really he's much smaller that. than chief yeah but you know it's like escaping the institution um the other, uh, the other thing that I didn't notice is that um, Hannah's with Ulrich as another power outage happens um, mm. in the 80s. They're sitting next to each other at that bus stop. So she rides her bike over right before the power outage starts and then purposely like scoots closer to Ulrich as the power goes out. And they're talking about how they expect the apocalypse to be crazier and brighter and more glaring.
0: Yeah, they talk about Sorry. what would you do and what would you wish for if the world restarted. Um, and Ulrich says a world without Winden, which is, I think, a very interesting thing to say. I mean, who would wish for that? Like, I would never be like, oh, I wish for a world without Oklahoma, Michigan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah, definitely was interesting. Um, then that's the first time they do the split screen. Yep. And, and Trante's at the same bus stop, bus stop as Hannah and Ulrich waiting for Claudia.
0: Hmm.
1: So another person, another Nielsen who's cheating on his wife and during like this very significant moment with a person who's not his wife.
0: Wait, Tronte is, that was in this episode that trante's is uh, waiting for Claudia. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I believe so. I'm only up to episode three. So
0: no, yeah, I, I'm just trying to remember. I, I like, don't have that part. Uh, written down I, yeah.
1: He was waiting for Claudia because earlier in the episode, when Tr- we'll go back to Tronte now, mm-hmm. uh, when Trante is waiting for Claudia as she's arriving to the power plant, um, he's claiming he wants to interview her, but he just wants to see her, really. Right. So, um, he Trante yeah. looking
0: very Freddie Mercury in this uh, in the eighties as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, he also talks about how John is losing it at home about Mads mm-hmm. missing, um, yep. which is very similar to Ulrich's frustrations with Katarina, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and Jonna it,
0: is still, I mean, Jona still hasn't gotten over, uh, still hasn't recovered from Mads disappearing in the present timeline as well.
1: Yeah, and then Mikkel, um, I believe, before he leaves the police station, I'm just sorry to jump around here, my notes, though. Um, before he leaves the police station, I believe he completes the Rubik's Cube, and then he takes the lighter.
0: So, yeah, he does take the lighter, because that's what leads him into the cave. I didn't notice the Rubik's Cube. I'll have to pay yeah, attention next time they show the review. The
1: missing and he reads a missing re- person report on Mads. He sees the picture of Ulrich and Mads.
0: Yep. Yeah. So that's like him getting more clues as to like this weird uh, time that he's in. That he's in the eighties. Yeah. And um, then
1: as yeah, and then as Tiedemann enters um enters the house, he obviously knocks on the door and opens because they're leaving. The doors open for Mads in case he comes back.
0: Right. So, so yeah, let's let's um let's jump to Ulrich than in this episode. And I think yeah. really the, the big stuff with Ulrich starts when um, he's playing video games, listening to Heavy Metal, because he's a Satanist. And uh, Egon enters the house and just starts walking around. Um, I don't Here's think the- Janna was there when he enters, uh, for whatever no, reason. No, she
1: wasn't. She comes home later, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, they there's a lot of very, very purposeful shots of things in Ulrich's room.
0: Yes, I noticed that as well. well what, so what were some of the things you noticed?
1: The album cover title was Tabula Schmargardina. I'm guessing that's some sort of German, but the logo looks like the logo that's on the back of Noah. Noah's mm. that that triangle thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Arsic Mundus. It looks a lot like that. Um, so I noticed that right away. He um, also has
0: No Future written on the wall, um, yeah, like almost looks like graffiti
1: true is also written outside of the yes power i was plant.
0: gonna say it's written outside the power plant and i can't remember does egon end up thinking in this season that Ulrich is the one behind the graffiti at the power plant because i know he re- he arrests Alric later in the in the season i can't remember why
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that it is um also um as they're showing purposeful things on the shelves they show the teal hooded figure and mm-hmm. the red figure that jana switches yeah, um, I did see
0: all those action figures in the background. Showed them
1: all, so that she puts on Mad's tombstone. Uh, the one on the far left is the one that she is originally on the tombstone, and then the yellow ones more in the middle. So I don't know. Um, the like the line from the heavy metal that um, Egon is told, I believe, in the fifties by Ulrich um, when Ulrich gets trapped. Remember mm. long haired Ulrich mm-hmm. he gets trapped. So I believe he tells him the line, my only aim is to take as many lives, the more, the better I feel. I believe he tells him that in the 50s. So when, when Ulrich, when he's hearing that heavy metal song, that's the heavy metal song he's hearing in Ulrich's You're right. movie. In yes. The
0: 80s. Yep. And, and so I was confused when Ulrich. Ulrich goes back. You're right. Ulrich ends up going back. He doesn't, Ulrich doesn't go back to the 80s. Ulrich goes back to the 50s and gets stuck there for 30 years.
1: Yeah. As the, Yeah. And like when he's in the jail cell after – and Hannah comes to visit him i can 't wait to come back to all that stuff because that is some that's some uh, the craziest moments
0: yeah, and when we get and, and you know when we get to that point that Ulrich is in the eighties with long hair he 's been stuck in that in the past for for thirty years, um, I guess that was a different actor, and we 'll we'll see when we get there. but I always thought that was the same actor just with a wig on, but I thought I read last year that it was actually a different actor oh i don't know yeah so um and I think, yeah, so then, you know, we have, we have that scene between Egon and Ulrich, and there's obviously tension between them. Uh, Egon does not know that he's going to have already had tension with Ulrich 30 years prior. It's the same person. And sometimes I wonder if just instinctually people can tell who the person is, even if it's a, a different version of them, um, which is partially probably why Hannah is, you know, I talked about Hannah falling in love with Mikkel, because she can tell he's a, a offspring of of. All right. I, yeah,
1: you see, like even in Child Hannah, like these micro responses, like where she's somewhat realizing something, mm-hmm. like, and it just could be like, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like the, I love, I love the theory of, or not even the theory, but just what they do with with Egon's character this season, where Egon has this history with Ulrich that he doesn't realize the history he has with this terrible person was actually Ulrich the whole time. um and then he, you know, cause this is like, you know, 30 years difference, right? He's dealing with teenage Ulrich versus 40 year old Ulrich. So, um, it, it's, I think we get to that pretty soon. Um, I can't remember when, when Ulrich goes back to the fifties, but, um, and I'm glad that I just kind of put that together. Cause in my head, I was like, oh yeah, Ulrich goes to the eighties and then I don't really I'm a little f- fuzzy, but no, he goes to the fifties and that's how we get that fifties timeline.
1: Cause he makes a left instead of a right.
0: Yes. Um, so, and then, of course, we get the scene with Ulrich and Hannah um, where they talk about the end of the world and, you know, if things started over, what would they wish for? And, and maybe that's a clue to the end game. I mean, we are seeing with, um, with alternate universe, Martha, you know, maybe, maybe we are going to end up seeing, like, somebody has to make a decision to destroy Wyndon and end it and reset yeah. the timeline. Maybe that's, what we're, maybe that's what we'll be seeing. So, um, Other than the scene in the high school with Katarina, I don't think we get much more from her. Um, in this episode, they talk uh, about
1: some song and how um some woman like some girl getting killed in the woods and where, like how um the red lipstick. I think things that come up with how they treat Regina.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. They talk about red lipstick is for prostitutes. I think is what they say. Um. Mm-hmm. And there's that color red. You know, if we are saying how radioactive, if red is less radioactive than yellow, maybe there's although you wouldn't have yeah. yellow lipstick, so. Mm-hmm. Um all right let's uh you brought up regina so let's switch over to that family um i thought there was so we you know the the first thing we see of of the of the Tiedemann family so egon claudia regina is we see claudia it's going to be her first day taking over the nuclear power plant um she is talking about the future belongs to the bold and she is scolding regina for how she looks and how she presents herself um of course regina we know is going to have a bad relationship with claudia but what i thought was the most interesting from this is she's talking about her hair and how her hair looks bad and of course regina in season two well season one is uh is going to come down she's going to have breast cancer and in season two she's not gonna have any hair so claudia is scolding her about her hair and then this character is actually going to end up not having hair at all so they're planting that very early on about her hair yeah so I just, I thought that was really interesting. And we do see uh, Regina in, in the present time. We see her giving herself a breast exam. We obviously know that that means she has cancer. They yeah. wouldn't show that. And, you know, it's kind of like when you see a character cough in a TV show. There's a reason for it. It's never just because they're coughing.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. So then once she gets to the plant, as she's right before she walks in Helge, she sees Helge.
0: Yes, um, okay. and Helge seems like he's just like mentally very unstable, and I don't quite know how he had a child um, and raised a child in Peter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, true.
0: It, do we know who Peter's mother was? We know his father was Helge. Um, I don't think we know Peter's mother.
1: No, and Peter's really weird
0: too. I mean, there, there is definitely a way that this show has Peter is a time traveler from some other time, and much like Michael and Ennis, Helge adopts Peter.
1: Yeah, and he just poses as his child. Right.
0: And, and, and we also see HG Tenhouse and Charlotte do that. So we do have a lot of this like adopted parent relationships in the show.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, and so Helge gives Claudia a gift. Um, we find out that is indeed HG's book, Journey Through the...
0: Yes, I was trying to remember which book it was going to be. If it was going to be that one or the like leather bound uh, notebook diary thing, but it was HG's book.
1: And then he's cleaning up the no future painted on outside of the power plant.
0: And of course we know uh, having watched all of this, that Helge acts like he's upset about something. And that is because he's been responsible for these kids that are disappearing um, in the eighties. So him, him and Noah have been working together to, to kidnap these kids. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and Helge's father is the current person who's running the power plant. He's the current head of the nuclear power. Burned, I believe is his yes, name. Yes. His name is burned. Um, and so we meet he's burned a yes he's in, a, he's in a wheelchair which um i don't know if that has that really has played any significance yet um and i i can't remember how much of burned we get in the 50s i think we get some um yeah. but that will be something interesting to watch
1: yeah definitely
0: um i guess well so we do have i know that once we get to the 50s they think that so Ulrich attacks helge in the in the fifties. Is that what it is? And causes the ear damage that he has. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we will see Helge's parents trying to find him. So burned included. Um, so we will get more, more into that relationship as we get there.
1: And Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and so after they, they leave the power plant. Well, so I have
0: more stuff at the power plant with, um, so there, I think there's a lot, I wrote like the most notes on this, on this interaction. Um, so we, we start with with burned looking at his family photos, um, and we see two family photos. We see one of him and him and uh, Tronte, or sorry, him and Helge. Um, again, we it's just the two of them in that photo. There's no mother, um, and then we see another photo, which is a black and white photo of two adults and a child, which I'm assuming is him as a young boy um, with his parents. Although I guess it could be, it could be Helge as a young boy with with um burned and burn's wife Mm -hmm. which we will find out i do have this written down burn's wife is greta so but we haven't met her yet um so we have that we have the wheelchair reveal and um we have that that burned has been hiding something for three months um the figures and, and they kind of just like hand wave what this is but i think it's just like the probably the nuclear readings um the radiation readings are high is my guess um
1: yeah, he so said the,
0: f- yeah. the figures have been for three months. So once again, the number three. Yep. Um,
1: false figures um, says since Chernobyl, people don't trust nuclear power. Right. How fear is the worst enemy of progress.
0: Um, he also says uh, some. He says things not. There are things not. He says there are things not worth knowing and things worth not knowing because you can't change them. Which I think is, uh, you know, talk about fate and unable to change the future and the past. That's right there yeah so Um, and then um so continuing with claudia so she goes and looks at the bunker um she takes the flashlight goes to the yellow barrels and she sees those um which she's going to have to during her time running the power plant she's going to have to hide those Um, yeah and the um the one thing so we talked I guess we haven't really gone through what Egon does yet, but... Um, yeah,
1: was, that's what I was trying to bring it back, too. Just
0: to yeah, know. so I think that's the most we see with Claudia. Um, of course, we see side-by-sides. We don't see a side-by-side of Claudia. Um, I believe... Do we see a side-by-side of Helge at the end of the episode? I can't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Um,
1: oh, not yet, at least. Yeah,
0: because we see Charlotte. We see Regina. Um, we see Ulrich. We see Jana. Tronte. So, um, all right. Yeah, so let's go to Egon. Because I think that's the last big uh, plot line in this episode we haven't talked about. Yeah. Um, There's
1: just like really quick um, with radiation on the radio again this episode. They mentioned the chemical plant fires, this time in Switzerland. And mm. talk about poisoning the water and that there's toxic chemicals in the Rhine River now. So just another like seems like there's a lot of radioactive shit going on around wind in in the water in well the- some of
0: that is from chernobyl too so i remember at the end of the chernobyl series they talked about the winds pulling you know taking the radiation from uh chernobyl to other countries and i, I feel like switzerland might have been one of them germany was affected by it so it's just kind of the you know we were, we were very shortly after chernobyl had happened and these countries are affected by it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and so then we get to the uh sheep
0: yes um some good, some good rule of three with the sheep.
1: Yeah, 33 of them. Yep. Um, I was looking at how they are laid out. I felt like it kind of looked similar to like how the White Walkers laid out their bodies in Game of Thrones. So I like thought,
0: a spiral pattern? It looked
1: like a spiral, but I'm not sure if it was. They, yeah. never, did the, they never did the huge uh, God's eye shot above. They only did the shots with the farmer. Um, the farmer ends up saying, be on guard, be alert. You don't know... When the time comes, and that's from the Gospel of Mark thirteen thirty. Yep.
0: Yep, I had that as well. So,
1: yeah. he farmer talks about the parish and having a new priest. We know that's Noah. Um, oh Tiedemann. yeah, I didn't even
0: I didn't even pick up on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, because he because uh, right after that, Timidin goes, "I didn't know you were a religious person." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh well, there's this new great priest at the parish who's been giving me all sorts of." You know. So I don't even know if that's a real gospel quote or not. I'm not a Bible scholar myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what the go- I don't know the gospel of Mark.
1: Yeah. And so um Kiedemann thinks Ulrich's fucking with him about uh fucking with him about this, so he starts to ask questions about could they have been poisoned.
0: Right, oh. he thinks Ulrich did this. Are um, I, yeah, they Cause yeah. 'Cause Ulrich has like a hoof on on yeah, his yeah, shelf. Like
1: there's like a shrine in front of that, like, you know, um, the album cover with like a ram's horn there and like that that hoof or whatever but none of the, all of the sheep had all their hoofs intact of mm-hmm. um so but it's like again showing it's like egon thinks he has this figured out and with ulrich just like ulrich thinks he has helge figured out which is why he does what he does to Helga. right it's just, everybody thinks they know Everything, but everybody because everybody's keeping a secret from everybody else, no one knows the truth, and we so they all end up fucking it up more.
0: We probably see that you know, Adam thinks he knows what's going on,
1: and Noah thinks he knows what's going right. on, right? And then we see what happens to Noah. No, no, it's like you're a clown, yeah, like right.
0: I know Noah does, uh, no,
1: Noah, no, it's like an ultimate pawn in this. Noah's not important,
0: no, and we himself. think in this, you know, in this season especially in season one we see no one we're like oh he's like the devil you know because we get a lot of satanist stuff and he's a preacher like there is a lot of religious imagery in this show um and so you know it's an interesting thing to track like you know is is religion is the religion stuff just like a red herring in this or is it going to play a bigger role um
1: yeah i don't i don't know but um yeah that that is the 33 dead sheep they end up going to the autopsy or the, the coroner it's kind of a similar thing to where they discover that all of their ear canals are blown out. Um, yep, They all had a cardiac arrest also.
0: Right. So I think, I think what happened here is that this is whenever somebody time travels, there's like maybe, and maybe it's not all time travel, but a specific, maybe it's the uh, either going through the caves is what causes it. Um, I don't think we know which time travel, because there's so much time travel going on. It can't be anytime somebody time travels, but definitely the, um the wildlife dying as well as the blackouts i think are related to uh, time travel
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i think and that's what i actually wrote down when we have the blackout at the end of this episode well who is it that time traveled because the- we don't actually see anybody time travel in this episode but there must have been somebody be and that's why we're getting a blackout yeah so um another thing the coroner brought up is he brought up freddy krueger as well He said the only person who could, uh, talks about dreams, which of course sheep and dreams are always connected. Um, but he said Freddy Krueger is the only one who could have been responsible for killing these sheep in their dreams. Yeah, no, I noticed that
1: it was just, every question was a leading question trying to lead to Ulrich being blamed for this.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh wait, no, he says, he says Freddy Krueger is the only one who could have murdered 33 sheep like this. Um, and I wrote down dreams next to it because it's just another example of a character uh, being influenced by their dreams. Of course, Freddy Krueger kills children in their dreams in the nightmare on Elm street series. And we see so much with Jonas having uh, nightmares. Yeah. So, um, and we get reference to Yugoslavian meatballs, which sound good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he Like, again, just like the coroner, just kind of going through the motions, talking about a party, mm-hmm. looking at all these sheep.
0: Right. Um, and then finally, the last thing we see with Egon, he grabs a flashlight and he is uh, looking at the, I think he's looking at the fields where the sheep were murdered and all of a sudden birds start falling onto him. So this is, so the sheep were killed when Mikkel travels back in time. I think, uh, the birds falling out of the sky indicates somebody else was traveling back in time, Mm -hmm. but we don't know who that is. Yeah. And maybe maybe we can spot it when we're watching this, but i don't remember I don't remember anybody specifically traveling. you know, maybe it's just Noah, it could just be Noah or Charlotte or uh Noah or Claudia traveling through time.
1: But, yeah, Charlotte is fascinated by the birds yes,
0: uh, so Charlotte grabs the bird um as a young Charlotte grabs the bird
1: a lot with the Dopplers. so we can yeah here.
0: right, so yeah, so basically what we see from Charlotte is she grabs the bird in the in the eighties timeline. And then that's when we get the side by side of her in the 2019 timeline, also grabbing the bird. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the big the big thing that we see it with the um with the flashlights, I brought up the flashlights, I brought up the lighter. So a lot of times in this show, we see people led by a light. Um, and it's something I'm just picking up on this rewatch. So we obviously see the stranger Jonas. He has that futuristic flashlight, but we see um, in this episode, we see multiple people being led by flashlights to investigate things. We see Egon, we see Claudia, we see Ulrich. And then we also see Mickle being led by that lighter.
1: Yeah. And just, uh, I forgot to mention this with Claudia and burned when they do, when Claudia does get burned to show her where the barrels are, he hands her a key with a yellow tag.
0: Mm, you're right. Yes. Yeah. More yellow. And that is a key to nuclear activity.
1: You know, radiation, yeah. Yes.
0: So, um, and yeah, so then we see the characters side by side, which, you know, just for people who are watching for the first time, for me, this was very helpful because I was like, I think, you know, it's still, there's so many characters, it's really hard to keep it straight the first time you watch it. And so this side by side was really effective for me to say, oh, okay, that's who that was. Because um, it's, you know, outside of like Ulrich and, um some of the other people even Ennis, i don't think i realized that that's who she was but um because you didn't even see her in episode two um but but getting that you know like regina is a very good example of somebody which like i did not put it together the first time that that's who regina was yeah so. um and then finally the episode ends we think that it would end with the split screen it does not it ends with hg starting the machine
1: yeah, well, yeah, well, we kind of missed, you know, Mikal slipping down the cave. Oh, yeah. Um, so Mikal slips down the cave um, as, um, as he has escaped, um, and he's running back to the cave trying to return. Slips down the cave, starts yelling for help. Um, at this same moment, Ulrich has broken through the fence, right? Of, yep. uh... Yeah, so
0: they're both down in the caves at the same time.
1: Yeah, And so he starts banging on the door With the radioactive sign on it Trying to get in Then Mikko can hear the banging Mikko starts yelling for help Ulrich stops banging Hears his son yelling for help And so Mikko inadvertently Leads his father Down uh, This time Down this kind of spiral of You know I heard my son I Right. It's, this is only going to make him crazier
0: But Ulrich doesn't go to the 50s just yet, right? We still see more of Ulrich in the present time. it
1: solidifies his his thoughts that Mikkel is alive.
0: Right, that Mikkel's alive and Mikkel is down there.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. So Uh, so Mikkel, by
0: doing this, gets his father to go to the 50s. If Mikkel was not down there at the same time yelling, then Ulrich might have been like, okay, he's not down here and I'll just leave. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and then we get to HG, so yeah.
0: Yep. Um so, so yeah, so, so HG and I guess I don't know if he's starting the machine, but we do see the first time we see HG, who we've seen a couple times through the series, and we see the machine that the stranger, future Jonas, has, and he's tinkering with something and hits a button, and the, the machine starts whirling.
1: Yep, and there's a there's a ticking a few times, and then the episode closes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So of course, you know the that machine is going to be a time machine. It's going to, but it's it's not going to be. He's not going to be able to use it yet. Um. He's going He's waiting on a somebody to come and fix it or a part that, um, it doesn't happen until later on in the season in the season.
1: Yeah. Every time I see HG, I'm extremely, uh, paranoid of him.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: It's really interesting. I had not, and any of my has really been that suspicious of HG, but I guess now I know Noah isn't exactly this big guy. I'm right. A- who it is and hg seems like my prime candidate
0: well noah can still i think noah is and can still play a big role um because we see young noah in the bunker um at the end of season two and young noah and uh who is he with uh oh young noah and elizabeth um are going to be the parents of charlotte and so we do have the time from when noah is a young boy to when noah dies as like a 45 year old 50 year old um for him to play a big role it's just that he does he does die kind of like a punk at the hands of sharp at the hands of claudia um yeah the hands of claudia later on so yeah
1: but great episode
0: yes uh this is one where it's hard to not go to the next one um but that's why we're doing this and it's going to be even harder just imagine when we get to season three to not go to the next episode when we don't know what's going to happen next
1: yeah so my MVP, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine how many times I'm gonna have to watch each episode from season three before we talk about it. Mm-hmm. At least three times, right? No way, I'll be able to watch that
0: episode once
1: and then talk about no,
0: it. No, I think we'll probably have to. Watch, I'll probably have to watch them twice at least. So yeah.
1: Um, but um, MVP of this episode, um, the M stands for Mitchell. He's got <laughs> MVP of this episode. He like that. I, the kid i think is a fantastic actor first of all most of the kid actors are really great in this show which is awesome mm-hmm. um, but he just i i just all i can think is what would i like it it like kind of melts my brain thinking about if that happened to me right i know it's impossible but it's like well, what you
0: if never know <laughs> right, a lot of if, things that seemed impossible are uh, suddenly possible so
1: yeah exactly and what if it did happen and you knew it happened you couldn't tell anybody right like, you're crazy, but what for 30 if years, really knew?
0: Like, yeah.
1: like, and what that would do, like, think about he just lives that way for the next 33 years until it's just like, I can't do it anymore.
0: I wonder when Kid Mickle and I don't think we see this. I wonder when Kid Mickle realizes he's Michael. Like, he obviously knows that Hannah is Jonas's mom, and Hannah's husband killed himself. So, you know, when does he realize, like, when does he put, have that realization that like, oh my God, I, like you've become the person that you've always like been fighting against or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That would be an interesting thing to explore. I don't think we're going to get that, but you know, like he does start this relationship with Hannah. That's like, it starts the friendship and then they end up together. Um, When does he, when does his friendship, he goes, oh, this is who the person I'm going to marry. And I guess we do see Claudia um, fulfilling that destiny, especially in season two where, where Egon ends up dying in her kitchen, like she read all these reports about her father dying, and so she's—I do remember, like very vividly, she has him back to the kitchen, and she knows this is the night he's going to die. So she's t- trying to protect him, and she's actually the one who ends up killing him. So the whole thing she was trying to present, prevent is what she ends up uh, ends up causing. Yep. So, um, all right. MV, my MVP—I probably would give it to Mickle too, but I'll give it to somebody else just to not uh, not double up. I think. Egon was uh,
1: pretty strong. Who was Egon?
0: That—that that was my thought. Even though he's going the wrong way, he's at least like investigating the right stuff. So, um, I'll give it to Egon. Yeah. Um, of really course, like- as we're doing this and we start getting multiple versions of the same character, um, that will always like if Young Alric gets an MVP, which I don't think Young Alric would, um, then that would that MVP tally, because I'm keeping a tally, that would go to Ulrich. and same thing yeah. with. With uh, Jonas. And I guess if we ever give Adam an MVP, I, we will count that as Jonas, even though I am skeptical that that's actually Adam. But um, um, same thing, Michael and Mikkel So, yeah. Well, right that. now, Ulrich, Jonas, Trante, Alexander, Mikkel and Egon all have one MVP point. Nice. So, yeah, spreading the love. All right. So, we will be back with our next episode. It's going to be episode number four. Do you have the name of that up? It is uh, very fittingly, it is Double Lives. So I think this will be our first episode where we get split between the 80s and the present. But besides this episode, it's hard for me to remember what happens in each individual episode. um, Yeah. Yeah, Without having, you know, this one I knew was the 80s episode. I don't remember, maybe Double Lives is when we get the Mickle Michael reveal. Um, That would make sense given the title.
1: Oh, yeah, it could be.
0: Um, So we will find out.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for coming along on this ride with us. I hope you are learning and refreshing some of your, uh, dark knowledge before season three comes out in June 27th. We are going to keep going with every episode of this series. It's crazy. We're already through three of the 18. So we're sixth of the way done. Um, mm-hmm. somehow after just starting this this weekend, um, I started seeing the notices this podcast is on other platforms. Now it was always on Spotify. It is now on Google and Beaker, apparently. So if you are a Google podcast subscriber, you can subscribe on there. Apple is the one that always takes the longest. So um, the thing we're doing is adding new episodes, which is the big thing Apple looks at when they approve new podcasts. So hopefully we will be on Apple Podcasts soon, which I know feeds a lot of the other podcast apps. So um, definitely stay subscribed. At least subscribe on Spotify for now or on Anchor until uh, we're on your podcast platform of choice. And let us know what you're thinking. We hope that this has been uh, educational. We'd love to take questions, feedback. I mean, it kind of, might be kind of hard to tie it tie directly to an episode, but if you send one soon in the next, this will be up on Monday. So if you, if you send one either by Tuesday or Wednesday, we're not sure when we're recording the next episode, then we definitely can include that question about the next episode or feedback so far in that next episode. But um, you can send it to us whenever and we'll work it in. Um, the easiest way we haven't created an email address for this podcast. So uh, just send it to us on Twitter. I am at Brooks Z a and yep, Aaron, I'm is,
1: at Aaron J-A-Y Brooks, yes. so J-A-Y,
0: yes. J a Y Brooks. So J a Y not Aaron J a Y Brooks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we send It's better when we get and get some interaction. So let us know what you, what you think it's um, I don't know if anybody else is rewatching along with us just yet, but, uh, hopefully, as we gain more steam and we get closer to June 27th to the apocalypse, uh, that will be that will be good. So, yeah. All right. Thank you guys all for listening. We will see you next time for episode number four, Double Lives.
1: See you soon.